Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate podcast. Today, we're here with Alex Ty from Keller Williams in the Burlingame Peninsula area. I uh, hope you guys get to enjoy seeing Alex today. Um, you know, I've been waiting to get on a chat with him. Uh, Alex Ty is a number one top producer, luxury real estate agent, and he's going to talk to you guys today about how he made over 500K. Uh, you know, in DCI, which is a lot, especially within the first one, two years. And that's about doing 40 million plus in the San Francisco Bay area. And that's not easy to accomplish for most agents out there, most people out there. And I'm excited to learn more from Alex. Welcome to the show, Alex. How's it going? Hey, Matthew. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I've been watching your shows from afar for the past year. <laughs> and okay. now I finally get to get invited on. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been meaning to like you know talk to you guys, see what you guys are doing, and how you guys have grown so quickly. And I'm glad you're watching the show too. Yeah, a lot of great people are coming, and it's going to be hard to you know match with you too. But a lot of yeah. people you know are also going to be on the show. So excited to learn from you. You know, like what's going on with you? Yeah. No. Thank you so much. Um. So yeah, we're, we're with uh, uh, Keller Williams. Um. I come from a very uh, strong team background. I had a uh, you know, of course, I had one of the best teachers in the industry, Decent Kai Real Estate Group. Decent Kai with that Decent Kai Real Estate Group and the whole team. Uh, very, very, very strong uh, um, background, right? And total domination here uh, up and down the mid peninsula. I uh, recently just started my uh, my uh, our, our we recently just started our new team, new division called uh, Colonial Luxury Estates. Uh, we're here with that uh, Keller Williams Peninsula Estates here in Burlingame, and uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, quite a journey. Nice. So you've been in real estate for how many years now? Uh, three and a half years now. <laughs> that went by pretty well. And, you know, most agents don't make it after the first two years. How Correct. did you even get started into going into real estate? That's a that's a really good question. I, I was, uh, um, you know, I spent a, it's been a journey. It's been a journey to get to this point and to actually have the courage to to make the transition full time into real estate when, when I was early on in, in my career. Um, how did I make the transition? Well, I think it came down to <clears throat> my back was against the wall. I had to make a, a massive positive change in my life. And I took a bet. Right? I took a bet. You know, at the time I was, uh, you know, uh, uh, working a nine to five job. I, I mean, I was managing my family business right at the time. And, uh, you know, it's a good, a great business. We, uh, import and manufacture, high-end artificial flowers and home decor accessories. So I was running a, a division of our a new sales pipeline, a sales division. And, um, but you know, I think that it was, it was a grind. It was a grind, right? And at that time, I wasn't making close to what I needed to or thought, uh, felt comfortable with, especially living here in the Bay Area, right? In the peninsula. <laughs> so, so, and at the time I had, I had my, my daughter came, uh, my daughter came out um, and then we, uh, my wife and I, we bought a house, and you know, every month I felt like, oh, it's getting tighter and tighter. I, I, you know, and I was kind of, in, uh, you know, had my back to the wall. So, I, you know, at that time, I had to make a decision. I've always wanted to be in real estate. Uh, my, you know, my family, we've been heavy investors in real estate our whole uh, our whole life. So I've been, you know, uh, in real estate technically my whole life. I've been managing our family's portfolio um, amongst my siblings, right? So, so. We have quite a bit of experience in real estate, especially here in the luxury market. Uh, and uh, so I figured I'd take the, uh, take the plunge and take the test and uh, get started. And luckily I was able to match up 
<clears throat> and reconnected with one of our my old high school buddies, which was decent, decent Kai. And uh, he was very, uh, it really helped change my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way. And I think he's a great mentor. He, he's done it a lot. Yeah. And he's super uh, strong at sales and knowing the market. He's amazing. He's a, he's a machine. Market. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how how is he such a machine too. I gotta talk, I gotta talk to him later about that too. Like, how do you become such a machine and dominate a market so quickly? And even though you guys are, you know, from the area, it's hard to just quickly jump in at whatever age, you know, and wow. to build up a massive um, brand portfolio and have the right. clientele to work with too. That's a lot of yeah. fun too. And you got into real estate about you said about three years ago. And then even though your back was against the wall, it's hard because you're in a family business. You're a tech guy as well. You help build a startup right. and you're an entrepreneur. And even though you have the background, it makes sense to jump in, but to take the leap of faith and actually do it and then start ramping up so quickly. I think right. one thing is, you know, being at the, in, within the right team at the right time and then learning everything you can, just taking it in. And with your network, your family's network, the area you live in, it's not easier, but it makes it gives you a good start off. So that way you can build up quickly, right? No, definitely. Definitely. Um, that, that definitely helped give me a, a jump start. I think, well, it, it really comes down to, actually, I'll tell you what, to, to be honest with you, the first even up to until uh, last year, the first three years, really in the in the business, um, you know, I think naturally a lot of agents, new agents, their first training, any brokerage you go to, their first training is, hey, call your friends, call your sphere, mm -hmm. call your um, call your mom's uh, 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 friends, and call, you know, call call anyone that you know, and ask them for um, uh, for referrals. Right, that's that's like the number one rule. I actually did not do that. <laughs> I refuse to do. I refuse to do that because I, you know, for me, I'm a new agent. My my relationships mean more to me than just a deal or asking for business. I'm also very prideful, too. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But so I just put my head down. I grinded. Luckily, I matched up with such an amazing team, right, and a mentor, and I had some tremendous opportunities. So the, the first three years of my business really came from putting my head down. I did about two to three open houses a week, a week consistently for seven days straight, like for the whole year. Seven uh, days straight. Year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was crazy. Um, but that would allow me to create a lot of opportunities to meet able, willing, ready buyers. And that through those experiences and the training that we had on the team, um, you know, I was able to have trial and error, trial and error, learning to sharpen my craft and also the language and setting proper expectations uh, with either a buyer or a seller, right? And uh, that was truly <clears throat> instrumental in like uh, helping uh, helping our my success uh, in, in recent years, right? Definitely, yeah. So I think too, a couple of things, uh, a couple of great things you just mentioned. Like when you're starting off as a new agent and you're building up, one is putting your head down, listening and learning, and taking everything in, taking the experience in from your mentors, your coaches, and trying to build off that success. Some options they say are to talk to your friends, family, relatives, everything. That's one way. The other way you mentioned is like you know, cold lead generation, which is you know, meeting new people, prospecting, right. building business, open houses, right. doing that two to three times a day, seven days a week. You're basically telling yourself you're creating massive opportunity every single day because you're getting to connect with people at all these open houses that you wouldn't have seen. And if you cold call them, they probably wouldn't have picked up, right? Correct. So, well, they'll pick up, but they'll probably 
probably uh, hang up. Yell, yell at me and, and hang up. <laughs> but I will call him back, true. though. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> you would call him back. That would be the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Most agents would be like, oh, I'm nervous. Never mind. I won't forget it. They're busy, right? And I just ignore them. And th- that's good that you did seven days a week because most even new agents don't even want to do open house seven days a week, two to three times, two to three properties a day. And I, I, well, I didn't do open house seven days a week. Okay. I did three day, at least two to three times a week, okay. but then I worked seven days a week. Okay. Right? Like, did. Consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the part of the hustle, right? Because in a startup, you have to hustle the first year, two years, three years, and kind of ramp it up quickly if you're going to become, create a massive business, right? Correct. 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 Yes. And then how, like in your first year too, like what was the things that, so were those the keys that you think that helped you grow so quickly with the mentorship? You know, yes, definitely. I, I think it was a, a challenge for me, especially I come from a pretty good background or two as well. And you know, the thought of doing open houses or cold calling people, legion, follow up and that, that type of stuff for me. I mean, I was, comfortable doing, but I was, always felt like, oh, I'm bothering someone. And I think that's a lot of new agents will go through that, that feeling of uh, fear, right? Of uh, that, you know, oh, am I going to bother someone? I'm embarrassed or whatever, you know? And I think, you know, uh, that was just, this was really big amongst us when we, when we first started uh, in, in the group uh, was like, we asked ourselves, you know, uh, what's our big why, right? Because that's a big motivator for any new agent, especially if you want to become a, a top producing agent, right? Um, you have to have a big why, because this is not an easy job. It's not a sexy job like it is on, like they show it on TV. It's not, right? The real work is like so much follow up and consistency and discipline and commitment towards the craft to really start showing some results, right? Um, so. So yeah, definitely. I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> so that, that was a perfect, perfect, a perfect answer to the, to the question. And basically, like you know, when you're starting up uh, and you're finding out your big why, I think most agents. Oh yeah, okay, big why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think most agents so, out there don't understand the big why yet. They haven't figured it out. That's a very, very. Uh, that's a, yeah. You're you're right, and that's uh, some of the uh, some of the challenges for a lot of agents and why. Some make it and some don't make it because they never found their why. Right? My why personally was, um, <clears throat> my why, why personally was, you know, I just got recently got married. I had a, a daughter came out and yeah. then I was like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, she's five now, right? Five, that's fast. Uh, yeah, so she was about like a year and a half, two years, like when I when I hopped in, right? Um, and it's, you know, I was just, my, my back was against the wall. It's like, oh, I'm not making enough. Every every month, not enough. Every month, not enough. I feel like I don't have any money, right? And it's just, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I can't live my life like this. I need to make a ma- massive change. Before, we were just single and just had to worry about ourselves. Now we have a kid, right? So, okay, I need to make a massive change in my life. I need to make a positive push, right? Um, and um, so if you think of that as my why, when I thought of the fear of like either, either I didn't do much door knocking, but you know, we did do door knocking as a team, right? And also, um, also uh, like just cold calling and prospecting and follow up. That type of work is like, it's not hard work, it's tedious though, right? And if you think about it, if you, if you really, really think about it, that is uh, um, like the fear of, or uh, the fear of, follow up or, or call calling people. Isn't that so minuscule compared to the why you're doing this, the big why? 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we put it in those contexts, right? And that's what really pushed us through. And then when we were co calling in the beginning, we were like, we got to a point in the, uh, we got to a point every day where, like, okay, we're just waiting for the first person to, to yell at us and get that over with. And then we can keep going, right? <laughs> I think that's very true. I think it's like even the first hundred calls, the first 10 are going to suck. No matter what, every day is the same thing. It's going to suck the first 10 at least. And you're going to get yelled at in the first 10. After that, the fear is over. Just go, right? And just keep calling. Yeah, just go. Just just run through it. <laughs> and I think the number one issue I see it too for agents is that most agents haven't figured out their why. And even though they say, oh, for example, it's money, it's uh, buying a bigger home, but they haven't really sat down openly thought about it. Like really, it's not the money. It's, it's the success. It's what drives me. It's my family. It's my kids. The kids probably the number one driver i need to prove and help them succeed and i need to prove that i can do it for them and make sure they have a really good easy successful life and learn how you did all the hard work to get them there to provide for them that's the real why it's not i want the money right it's what it does the money does for you but openly i don't need the money i'm a simple guy (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't really because you can be really minimalistic and just enjoy life and have it, but it's for your kids, right? Like, can your kids go to piano, swimming, uh, soccer, do go to all the act, act curricular activities? Not maybe not, right? If you don't work hard for them, right? And then exactly. real estate, Creating the opportunities for, for our family that we, we were able to have, right? Yeah, or not able to have whatever it was, right? Yeah, yeah. so that's the first part of it, and the second part of it too is that when you're calling every day. You know, I think it helps to have, like, for example, a family picture in front of you to see your why in front of you or to envision your why every day. So, you know, hey, I need to make through all my fears, break through the fear. So you quickly got over the fears every day and you can secondly do that every day, which most agents don't. They get scared. They hide. They don't call again. Right. Right. You know, I'm looking at behind you at the iceberg, uh, yeah. the iceberg poster. We had that on our wall okay. in our office as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the true definition of success right there. I mean, most people see the success up top. They don't see yeah. the stuff underneath, the other yeah. work that goes into it, right? It gives you a reminder just having that on the wall and just looking at it. And mm-hmm. then the other one I have too is um, success nutrition. Basically, 100% hustle, 100% focus, 100% yeah. I love that. persistence, <clears throat> discipline, failure, risk, and 100% patience. That's awesome. <laughs> That's yeah, great. iconic. You know, iconic art is really cool. I love their artwork. <laughs> yeah, so iconic is amazing. Yep, it is. So, so you said you talked about that too. For example, um, you talked about cold calling every day. How do you get over the fear of everyday cold calling and and actually doing it every day? Um, I'm back to it right now. Actually, I tell you, because since we started our new team, where uh, you know we have a new guy on the team, John. He's amazing. He's killing it already. He's uh, what? He's at uh, three weeks into the business, not even full time. He's already got two escrows and like two listing appointments and like 10, 10 fire consoles. So he's like in the ground running, right? So I'm, I'm starting, we're, we're both on our team. We're going back to cold calling right now, religiously, seven days a week, <laughs> every morning from, yeah, from nine to 12. Yeah. Well, more like 10 to 12, 10 to 12, religiously. <laughs> Isn't most agents' ex- excuses this? Oh, I'm calling today. It's, oh, it's too early. Eight, nine, ten. It's too early. They're not going to pick up. They're busy. They're probably taking care of the family, taking kids to school. How do you guys get over that? Well, what do you guys tell your agents to do so that they don't, you know, so they actually cold call and make it work? Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's not really telling them or guiding them, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the people that we choose to work match up with and work with are people that really, really want it. If they don't want it, then why would we waste our time, right? Might as well. We don't need, need another person on the team, right? Because it's a time output it out, right? But if the person really, really wants it, 
we're going to help them. And if they want it, we'll just show them the way. Hey, you know, there's a reason. Like, again, there has to be a big why that's going to create them to want it, right? How do we tell them to get out? I think if you have it, you have it, right? Like, <clears throat> if you know that, hey, if I make five more calls today or 10 more calls than I normally do, I can that one step, if I have the mentality like, hey, making another one call, another five calls, another 10 calls, another 20, 50, 60, that gets me one step closer to my next opportunity that I can potentially hopefully convert and close, right? Well, if you have that mentality, then you're not, nothing's gonna stop you, right? Because because if you're looking, for, if, if your mentality is always looking for the opportunity and you're willing to do the work and step up, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, nothing's gonna stop you, right? <laughs> you're, all, you're always only gonna go up. There's so many, uh, examples of that uh, lately, especially people that have been on your show in the past, is all the perfect examples, right? They just they have one mentality: is just to go for it and look look for that next opportunity, and they're always just hunting, right? Yeah, the right leaders, I think they constantly do that and they remind themselves and they follow other great mentors and watch the, the top leaders in the industry do the same thing. Everyone seems to have the same mindset as a leader. Basically, right. you, you got to know your numbers. You got to call. You got to know how many people you need to talk to to convert to a appointment, how many appointments you need Correct. to convert to actually hopefully an escrow in a listing or a buyer side. But if you never know your numbers, you don't know how many you need. It could have been the next call that got you that deal, but you didn't never exactly. call the person. Exactly. People get scared about knowing their numbers too. I don't know. I don't understand why people get scared about knowing their numbers or tracking their numbers. They don't track. You know, the tracking our numbers is 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 really critical. We we did that religiously with DSA, and we're we're implementing that process now with Cullinan, right? And um, you know, because that's gonna good or bad. At least you know your numbers. You get bad. The bad worst case is oh, you didn't make enough calls today. It shows in your numbers. You didn't hit your twenty contacts or whatever the goal is. And people get scared about that. Actually, just be truthful about it. Just know, hey, you, you didn't make your calls. Double down tomorrow, or or get back, or, or get to it right now, and don't stop until you get those twenty contacts. It's, they, they're still sun out right now, right? <laughs> you know. So uh, knowing the numbers is yeah, completely critical. Yeah. What's your um, daily goal for a contact? Like how many actual people you talk to on the phone? We we shoot for twenty. 20 contacts a day. Yeah. That's a good uh, good number too. Cause I think some teams shoot for 20, 25 a day in contacts, you know, actually talking to someone, not just calling them and getting a voicemail. Actual contacts. Right. And actual contacts, uh, because that that's the opportunity right there, right? Yeah. If you can convert it. And uh, um, so those you know, so yeah, about 20 contacts. So and we don't stop until 20 contacts. And then we set those appointments for later on in the day or later on in the day, uh, a day, a different day in the week, right? I think some agents don't even go to five contacts a day. Huh? <laughs> I think some some agents out there that don't even go to five contacts a day, five new contacts a day, and yeah, yeah exactly twenty. You know, so if, for example, if they're doing five only and you're doing twenty twenty five, you're basically doing five x more business or even hundred x more business because they're not actually hitting the number. Period. It will never work. Right. Never hit the number, right? So it's you good. Know, too. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right uh, when you say that because um, you know um. And I didn't understand this until recently when I when I'm really uh, going back to like hardcore hardcore cold calling and prospecting. Uh, I didn't realize it again because my you know for the last two three years my business has been growing and pretty consistent and then also with open houses, right? But now there's no open houses during shelter in place, right? So how do we get new business? We got to hardcore prospect again and lead gen and cold call, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't realize 
the real power of, you know, like really honestly, there's agents out there that are like, oh, wow, you know, uh, I wish I had some business or whatever. How do I get more business or whatever? Hey, bottom line, I, and we're finding great results right now. Pick up your phone, just start calling. If you're doing that action and you're sharpening your craft constantly, right? Sharpening the language that you're using uh, and also you're uh, setting the proper expectations with your, with your clients and whatnot. Um, you're gonna have results that's proven, like it's a fact, right? There's no reason why you're not gonna have business if you, as long as you do go back to the basics, which is just calling, right? Prospecting, lead gen. Yeah, I think most people get into business, oh, I wanna sell real estate, but really I just wanna see pretty houses, right? They're not really selling, mm -hmm. right? Selling the real estate uh -huh. is actually calling, that's the hard part. Like, oh, I didn't get into yeah. sale, sales to cold call people, I wanted to just sell houses. Well, how do you say right, no. on one? That is the job. It's like the cold call, <laughs> like Legion. That is the job of real estate. The showing the houses part is the easy part. <laughs> That's the, you know. Yeah. Looking good, wearing your nice jackets and, you know, your, your shirts, right? And just showing those beautiful Millbrae, Burlingame, Hillsborough homes, right? That's the right, job. Right. It's not the calling. The calling, the calling right. doesn't do nothing. Now, the calling well, does everything, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, before I got to real estate, I thought it was really going to be like that show, Million Dollar Listings. <laughs> and when I got in, oh my God, how wrong was I? <laughs> They're not showing you the behind the scenes actual work. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so that is part of it. So when you're calling and you did all that, and now you got to the contacts, and then you got that's part of your first part of the business is cold calling. Uh, what else were you learning too, especially in your first year of real estate besides calling? Great, yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, so besides the, the act of calling, right, we'll, we'll talk about sharpening the craft. Mm -hmm. um, so <clears throat> amongst our team, uh, yeah, my first few years on, uh, with Decent, right, um, we did a, every morning we did a call. We had a, a morning sales call at 8.45 for about 15 to 30 minutes every day, every day, Monday to Friday. <clears throat> that call consisted of setting goals, personal goals for yourself for the day that we tell the, to the team and hold ourselves accountable. The other part part of uh, the call was always scripting and role-playing. Hey, what, do you, what type of challenges are you guys hearing lately when you're talking to clients? Or what kind of objections are you getting or, or rebuttals? Great, okay, let's do some role-playing around that type of uh, uh, scenario and that, that rebuttal. So we'll work on objection handlers and scripting and role-play together so that's a really important part of uh, uh the growth uh re really helped me with my growth i got a lot more comfortable after a year with my rebuttal opposition uh, handlers and script uh, script role playing right and uh and so that is <clears throat> that for me as a new agent i was pretty timid and uh <clears throat> i was like you know didn't really put myself out there too much and i was just learning the business i pretty much emptied my glass you know and was just like try trying to learn as much as i can Right. And uh, yeah, definitely scripting, role playing uh, and objection handlers is a critical part of, you know, because you can by doing the work, you'll create opportunities. How can you convert? This step will help you get better at converting. I think that makes sense too. And when I talk to people, team leaders uh, throughout, I hear that the same thing. All the team leaders are helping their team grow so quickly if those agents are actually joining into on the scripting calls, joining into the team meetings, discussing their daily goals. They might think it's a waste of time, but it's actually not because it, it's all about right. setting your right mindset. The mindset is this here's yeah, my daily goals. Mindset. 
the top three yeah. things I need to do today that will actually drive business is not the administrative stuff. It's not the paperwork. It's what's your top three sales goals to help you drive your business to move forward to your goal for your big why. And when you right. do that every day, you're setting that mindset, the habits. It takes over 90 days to, to create a habit. So it's setting that right. habit that, hey, my, I'm going to call every day to my team, set my daily goals. Here's the three things I want to knock out today for my deals, for my clients. And then having that mindset in the role-playing part of it is helping you practice. And it's not to be scripted. It's to be learn how to improv and talk and communicate and you know discuss what you need to help to get the point across of what you're doing, why you're doing it, what the issues are in the market, and how you're helping through it. If you never practice, you're going to wing it to like a $4 million client. Oh, yeah, I think today I'm going to sell this house. Yeah, the house is $3 million. This house is $4 million. Uh, I don't really know. How do you sound? Do you sound confident? Do you know your market? Do you know your numbers? So the scripting helps, right? right? Definitely. <clears throat> and that that really with the uh, – actually, I see Deason's watching right now. What's up, Deason? <laughs> What's up, Deason? Um, <clears throat> Matt pops to him. Um, I'm going to have to get him on the show next. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have you on the show. Deason, come on over. Let's do this. Um, yeah, no, that, you know, that was a critical part. I learned so much from, uh, from my family. Decent, you know, that's, it's, it's all love. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, the, the morning rituals, mindset and mentality, <clears throat> that's something I'm looking to implement in, into our team with, uh, with, uh, right now. So we'll see. Yeah. I think yeah. that's great because when you, especially when you have your team now, uh, team and you're doing it <clears throat> and you're making sure that you're holding your agents accountable and that you're helping them with the right practices that you learned throughout all the years, you're mentoring those new agents um, and helping them stay in the right mindset, helping them get over the fears, learn to script and role play with you. I think the number one part of role playing is actually just openly talking about it and not getting rid of your ego, getting rid of nerves and fear and just talking to you like, hey, I'm going to practice with Alex. Here's the issues I'm running to. Here's how I addressed it. And then you provide your background of how to actually, how to address it or things that you would consider that they might not have thought of yet. Right. Right. But most Absolutely. agents don't want to do that. They don't want to role play. They don't want to script. They don't want to cold call. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got uh, <laughs> top, top, you got like what top 1% or top 5% are taking 80% of the business. Correct. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. Because you guys are actually doing the work and I kind of correlate it too to like, you know, NBA, like Steph Curry, right? You think he's the best. Is he practicing every day, 10,000 hours or uh, like every day he's practicing hours at a time on one single shot? Why? Yeah. He's already best, but why is he still yeah. practicing? Because you want to hone your craft in and make it perfect. Even by a millimeter, right? He'll still do it. Right. That's right. If yeah. you bring your game up that once, even a millimeter more, then uh, definitely. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think even Wilson's thing was like, you know, increasing your business 1% a day and just slowly increasing 1%. And by doing that exponentially, you'll grow dramatically really quickly, right? But most people don't think about increasing their business or practicing or honing their craft. They're just kind of like winging it and going by and trying to get the next deal and just hunting for the next deal, but not really building a real successful operations business and building a comp uh, organization, right? No, totally, totally. You, you mentioned Wilson previously, yeah that they are a, a team to model after completely. They, they have the highest respect for, for them and what they do over there. Um, their structure and discipline for what they're doing is like, you know, truly, truly amazing. You know, I think hopefully one day I could be like them. <laughs> yeah, I, I love what they're doing. I love their model. I love how he's like being really organized, really specific and knowing exactly what the best practice is for per person. So he knows exactly how to take the best uh, of everyone's ability and help them focus on what they do best and get rid of the rest so that they can really become really grateful at it. Like you look at Jenny Locke she's killing it. Right. Yeah. yeah she's, she's a beast. She's a be a beast. 
Yeah, I don't know any other person like her besides you and Decent, like that are, and Wilson that are super beasts, right? Uh, Air Chu, Air Chu's a beast too. Air Chu's a beast too, yeah. <laughs> He's my partner actually with uh Kolinik. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast too. So mm -hmm. like, you know, that mindset that, that takes great leadership to help people to get to get to that level, just like you guys, right? Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. No, no, definitely. I think uh, in terms of the leadership part, I, I'm definitely uh uh I'm lear I'm learning uh more about it every day. We you know we're not you know, they say there's natural born leaders, but I think I I truly do believe that, you know, um you, you know, it's like anything you do in life, you, I think you have to constantly challenge yourself to grow. And, uh, and that's one thing I've had tremendous growth since I got into real estate. Every step of the way, I'm like, you know, uh, constantly challenging my comfortable zone and where I'm comfortable. It's all constantly challenging it and, and breaking through that barrier of my limitations. Right. And so each step of the way, I, I look back like, oh, wow, a year ago, I would have never imagined that this to be possible or that, you know, this scenario to be possible or me to be in this position or whatever. But, uh, you know, um, you know, I think it's, so in terms of leadership, uh, that's a part I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to growing on. Right. And, uh, and, um, and I love the feedback. I would love feedback <laughs> along the way. Right. How to be a better leader. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's good to be. Uh, I think number one part of being a really good leader, and I think like Gary Vaynerchuk says, is that you gotta be a listener to to be number one leader, and you gotta work with your team, and not just be in front of your team, but be beside your team, and help push them, and motivate them, and guide them, and figure out what's their fears and challenges, and help them break through those. Because most people have a lot of fears, anxiety, uh, and just can't break through it. But you did, and you know, so did other leaders. They broke through it, and helping them guide them to be successful, just like you are. Is the right. is the biggest challenge, right? How to right, how to right, do right. that and share that voice. But when they when you do that, they totally support you. They totally will work with you, respect you, and help you help grow with them. You know, so that's that's the fun part. That's actually a fun. I actually was mentor. That's, that's, that's the yeah. yeah. You I see you're a mentoring uh, mentoring coach. That's the one thing that's the most rewarding part of now. I'm seeing uh, is mm -hmm. that if you're able to help mentor people, lead people, mm -hmm. and guide them, and they they become successful, that's to me is actually much more fulfilling. Because that you're you're honestly helping changing someone's life, and you have an impact on that. And that I mean, you've been doing this for years, yeah. Right. That's I'm I'm starting to see that I was really rewarding. It's a lot of fun. It's hard work. It's a lot of fun. But when you can prove it and show it and showcase multiple people doing it over and over and over, that means you created a successful platform, systems, processes, and help them break through barriers that can make them stronger. And hopefully most of them can make it through it. Not all of them can. And we're talking about that last week with uh, Ulessi is that, hey, it's like Marines, like a Navy SEALs. There's If you're going for Navy SEAL look, like you guys are kind of like Navy SEALs. You're taking the top 1%, you're taking the best, and you're, you're breaking them to make them the strongest out there where you go to army approach army approach has like hundreds of thousands of people and you train them up to be strong. Right. And as, as a team together, they're super strong, you know, to talk yeah. about uh, uh, the military, you know, you're right. I just finished the book. Uh, you can't hurt me by David Goggins. Have you, have you heard that one? Not yet. Like I gotta that one? Um, yeah. I gotta check that, it out. that one, uh, it really relates when you're saying mentioning the military and the, you know, the Navy special forces, the top 1%, like what it takes for them to get there is, is mind boggling. Yeah. We can't even compete. We can't even relate on that level. But yeah, you know, I I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's the exact same thing in a different industry. That's all it is, right? It's the mindset and it's pushing people mindset, to break yeah. through and get there, get to where they really can get to if they're you know can do it. And that's just finding the right people to do what you just uh, were talking about.
That's awesome. Yeah. So then you have lead generation, then you have a cold calling, scripting, training, mentoring. What what else were you guys doing in the first year, especially to get out there and get to actually get deals in and do it? Well, like I said, I mentioned previously too, right? Uh, open house opportunities are critical towards towards uh, the, uh, the the small amount of success I've been experiencing the last few years. Oh, um, man. <laughs> we're, we're gonna keep yeah. going. We're gonna keep going. You know. Yeah. We're gonna keep going. But that was a, a critical, uh, critical factor to to uh, to some of our success, right? Open houses, like I said, Eric and I, we were doing uh, open houses about two to three times a week. Whether it was a twilight open house during the weekday on the Tuesday or Thursday night, right? Setting, uh, working with lenders to set up a nice twilight event. Uh, to invite the whole community, we would door knock, circle door knock in, in the neighborhood, invite the neighbors ahead of time, a few days ahead. Um, we would do <clears throat> Friday night twilights as well, and then Saturday, Sunday from like one to four, consistently like every 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 weekend, right? And that activity and commitment to commitment to the time and effort, right? Um, first, when I first started doing open houses, I was oh, I was okay, you know, I mean. I was very green. I didn't know what you know uh, what to really say to people when they came in. I didn't. Know, I just knew that hey, I want to be personable. Personable. I'll go greet them, right, and um, whatnot. But as I started sharpening our, our craft, that's another craft to sharpen too. Open houses. You just see like people like decent at open houses. They're they're like he's a he's a beast. <laughs> like he's he's just like a magnet. People just like attracted him, right? And that's what we all started to become, right? And we all started to have our own versions of that. Um, where we would attract uh, certain types of uh, um, clients walking in, really connect with them on a high level, then we would do massive follow-up with them, setting proper expectations. Even, I mean, even meeting them at open houses and setting and have, uh, building a rapport in that short, like two to five minutes of time that you get to meet with them and inter interact with them to be able to gain, uh, show value, number one, show value to them so that they will think about you. Number two, setting an expectation that you're going to follow up with them this coming week. Number three, setting an expectation when I follow up with you, we're going to set an appointment to meet in person or on Zoom. Well, ladies, Zoom, right? But uh, back then it was, hey, come to our office. Let's talk, right? And setting up that buyer consultation. And then I would say also, you know, from that, so that's a skill in its own too, to get people to trust you, show value, and also commit to coming to see you. Right, because uh, as we know, most shoppers nowadays they come into um, the they were coming to the open houses. They found the house through Refin, or Zillow, or Trulia, whatever the website on the platform it was that they're looking. And most agent, uh, most buyers and cl clients right now, they're really not that committed to any one agent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. They're just they're, they're, you know most of the time they like writing with the listing agent. Right because they feel like that's gonna get them the best deal, which is not true, by the way, <laughs> completely not true. It's not but, true, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's totally not true, right? Because, uh, I mean, the listing agent is uh, committed to the seller. Why would they help you out? Why would they help you as the buyer get a better deal, right? They're yeah. trying to get the seller a higher price, right? So that, number one. Number two is that um, they're always shopping around for the best deal uh, with, with an agent, right? So to be able to convert them and commit them get them to commit to coming to meet you for a consultation in the office every step of the way along the whole funnel of like the whole uh, process with a, a certain individual client 
is having setting the proper expectations and also giving them to commit to micro micro commitments to you every step of the way. Before you know it, if you're doing it all correctly, um, we you know if you could do all correctly, then uh, then it, then you can have a higher chance to convert. Right. See. That's a great point. Uh, you're speaking about conversion and helping people connect with people and creating a relationship within one to two minutes. And a lot of people find that challenging because they don't know what to say. And I think not knowing what to say is because you haven't been scripting, practicing, uh, dialoguing with your team to understand how to have a conversation regarding whatever property topic or whatever uh, to make it work. But when you actually do that, you become more comfortable and then you know you learn better how to speak and engage and connect with people. Finding the relationship within one to two minutes isn't hard. It's more like just the way you approach it, what you say, how you act, and like what you can learn from them and how you can help them achieve their goal. But if you don't if you just say hi, you don't let them walk by and that's it, then you just lost your opportunity. Your first impression is are you gonna connect with them, right? Right. I mean, I, I always thought it was weird. I, when, before I got into the business, I would go, occasionally go to open houses just to drop in on the weekends. If I see something along my path mm -hmm. that I'm, where I'm going, then I see an open house sign, then I'll stop and I'll, I'll, I'll pop in. But generally, I mean, and what I've noticed in the past, they, you walk in, no one really greets you. I mean, they kind of nod their head and like, hey, hey, how's it going, right? But mm -hmm. then, then that's it. Yep. And I'm just walking by myself, you know, around the house. And then I leave. It's very casually like I leave and they're not trying to, uh, you know, capture me for my information or, or, or engage with me and find out what is I'm looking for or whatever. And I always thought that that was kind of weak, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like there are agents like that, that are, that are, that are like that. Um, they're just like, why, 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 what are you doing here then? <laughs> right. You're here to, you're here for a purpose, right? It's yeah, to, you're like, coming to my office, right? Yeah, you know, totally, you know. <laughs> this is my open house. This is my office. You're coming into my office to check it out. I'm here to show you right. around, tell you all about it, and help you and connect with you. And by the way, you know, uh, how can I reach out to you afterwards, you know, to give you more information? Right, exactly. Exactly. No, I'll, exactly. I'll sit on the couch, look at the window, look at my phone, look at my laptop, and not even pay attention to you walking by me at my office, right? right? Yeah. Right, so right, right. I, I get that too. Like, I go to open houses and I see them. They're just, they're just sitting there, or they're not even paying attention, you know, or the outside talking to their friend. I'm like, really? Right. Okay. I'm here to buy a half. <laughs> and you want to start out. So right, connect right, with right. people. Uh, it is art in itself to be able to do open houses, to be able to convert really well. And like you said before, when you're doing two to three a week, you got to learn to connect really quickly with people and build a relationship within that one to two minutes. Most people say, yeah, I'm already working with the agent. That's just the default result, a uh, default answer. So then you have to know how to break those barriers. And learn, how, learn how to poke holes in the story and challenge them and make yeah. them really think about what what is it that they're doing right there are clients yeah exactly you're right you're right and you know sometimes they think oh yeah that those persons are busy they're looking like they're busy well you're, you're coming into my open house so i'm here to help my seller provide value to you if you're acting busy i'm still going to talk to you i'm still going to say hey make sure you check out the bathroom kitchen the luxury whatever and let them hear that i'm you know act actively selling the property and giving them information that they wouldn't have thought about pretending to be busy right 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 so that, that is an art itself. And even with that too, like you're probably really good at capturing people and then taking, getting their information and connect, following up with them afterwards, right? Yeah, so that, so that like, uh, yeah, we were talking about that. Um, so open houses and converting, getting those commitments for the next appointment, that's like a skill, connecting <clears throat> and getting the trust that way. Next step along the way is getting the appointment. When you're in the appointment, what type of expectations you're selling uh, setting with your client to get them moving through the funnel of where, where are you looking? What's your price point? 
okay, is it realistic? Here's here's the neighborhoods and pockets that you're looking. Here are the price points in those neighborhoods. You're probably more like right here or or, or, or wherever wherever uh, the price point is, right? Setting the proper expectations and then also uh, getting them ready for getting pre-approved. A lot of those the clients that are at open houses, they aren't aren't actively pre-approved, right? Maybe they got pre-approved two years ago or a year ago, right? Or whatever it is, but they're not ready right now, right? Uh, they, they don't have their finances aligned, right? So that's also setting an expectation to get there, to get the pre-approval done, and then set it before everything ends, before the meeting ends, also setting the next expectation of the next appointment of going to see properties together once you get pre-approved. But setting a date right there, a tentative date on the spot so it's in everyone's minds, right? Uh, naturally that they're kind of committed to that way, right? Um, that, that that whole part is a, a, whole, a whole flow and process that, you know, that we're always trying to constantly improve on, right? But we have it, have a pretty good hold on right now, right? Yeah. So setting micro uh, micro commitments is one of the key too that you just mentioned earlier today. Uh, micro commitments so that they agree to meet you, they agree to go the next step, get pre-approved. They're saying yes, 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 and yes over and yes. over to the things they need right. to do, but that's actually helping them in their mindset to, hey, I actually want to buy a house. Here's the reasons. Here's the goals. I want to sell my house. Here's the goals. You're walking them through that process and also committing to you because they're committing so much with what you're doing with them. They're committing to you to work with you and they appreciate that, that you're actually helping while others might just say, okay, well, you know, yeah, come meet me when you have time, maybe next week. But by defining a specific task and having them commit then and there, you're having them agree upon, you know, moving forward with you, right? Correct. So Correct. that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So now you got appointment, you got the, hopefully a buyer or seller, you got them into uh, a listing or a, a helping them write offers. How do you guys handle all that volume? <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, have you read, uh, what's that, uh, Seller Like Sirhan? Seller Like Sirhan, not yet. I need to read that one. You haven't read that one? Okay. One of Ryan Sirhan's uh, famous quotes is, uh, and uh, don't take it the wrong way, but uh, one of his famous quotes is he likes to have a lot of balls in the air. Okay. Right? <clears throat> Meaning like beanbag, like balls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Each ball is an opportunity. At any given time, he's got multiple balls in the air. He's just trying to sh- shuffle, right? <clears throat> so I think, I guess, to be a successful uh, agent, you have to be good at multitasking for sure, because you're gonna have multiple clients at any given time, hopefully uh, at any given time that are ready to, ready to write an offer and hopefully go take uh, you know a step up to to, to, to to get the house, right? I remember there was a week last week, uh, no, there was a week late 2019, probably I think like in, around Thanksgiving or, or during the holidays, there was a week where I had seven deals ratified in one week myself. Yeah. And that was like hectic. I was putting out all, multiple offers for each client and negotiating with, you know, like negotiating with multiple different <laughs> uh, uh, agents on, for the same client uh, for, you know, like it was just like crazy. Like I was getting like so confused and counters were coming back for this client and this client, that client. I was like, okay, wait, wait, you know, it's really, really tough to juggle that, right? It I, is. I, you know, but that that was like crazy. But then I ended up getting seven clients ratified in like one week. That's that was like crazy. Yeah, that is a lot. Right. Your price points—that's a lot of money. That's a lot of work yeah. and a lot of uh, headaches too with it. Right, right. Well, high risk comes a uh, high reward, right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. But that's that's a perfect example of like the type, the job when you're at that producing at that high level. You're constantly juggling. 
right? Constantly juggling uh, on multiple different clients. So you just have to be ready at any given time to step up for your clients, right? Yeah, and I think a, a point, I think, you know, you, you know, uh, Masters of Scale, the podcast with Reed Hoffman, he was the founder of LinkedIn and uh, part of PayPal. Mm-hmm. He's the friends with Elon mm-hmm. Musk and everyone. His yeah. his uh, thing was to like, imagine you had a lot of burning fires. Each one has a, a different flame. You go for the hottest fires first, fight all those mm-hmm. the little flames, keep That's burning. Right, yeah. And as they keep burning, don't worry about it. Just have, let it, you know, it's there, but you're not going to be worried about it because your goal today is the biggest fire today and get through that. Yeah all those fires, then go to the little ones. The little ones will slowly either burn out by themselves and you don't worry about it or they burn higher and you go take care of it. That's right. the best analogy to Prioritizing, that. Prioritizing, right? Prioritizing, yeah. basically. Right. That's a perfect analogy towards uh, towards the question. But I think a lot of yeah. agents out there get scared too. Like, well, I can't handle all that and it's too much for me and I get pressure and they don't focus on which one's the highest priority for today. The key is today, you know? I think a lot of that, uh, I mean, there's a few factors to that, right? You either A, if really that's your mentality, I mean, then what are you doing in this industry, right? But what it could be another thing is you just, you just need proper guidance, right? Mm-hmm. If you have the proper guidance, mentors, mentoring, whether it's on the team or <clears throat> as a mentor, like hiring like a Matthew Ma as a coach, right? <laughs> like, and mentoring me through all my day-to-day situations in real estate um that that could be tremendous and that's one thing that you know it was instilled into me from my uh, decent is that coaching is very very critical towards it De- decent still has a coach to this to, to, to this day i think religious, they follow all the biggest right leaders, exactly right <clears throat> exactly so uh that's something i'm looking into for my next step too is hiring a coach uh, that's going to take my business to the next level yeah, you'll hire me as one of your coaches. For, I'll be your tech consultant coach, you know? <laughs> right, perfect, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And even yeah, like uh, Tony Robbins too, they have coaches, you know, and then even those guys have coaches, right? It just, you, you always need someone there from a third eye perspective to say, hey, have you thought about this, this, and this? Why aren't you doing this? You know, what's the reasoning? And here's how you do it, solutions with it. And it, it makes you stronger because even Steph Curry, does he have a coach? Hell yeah, he does, right? For sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. he's still the best in the world doesn't matter he's, he's still right. like a coach. You're <laughs> right. everything that's behind your back right so that matters okay so you have you know that's basically is that how your first year you went like you started that's how my first year went yeah it was just like straight learning i, I, I kind of emptied my glass and just like i was just trying to be a sponge because i'm learning from the best and one of the best in the industry really really aggressive and the energy was on the same level so i was just like go 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 Right, all of us were like, go, go, go. We came both up to a certain level, and, and we just kept growing, and the and the platform got bigger and bigger. So, so it got bigger uh, and bigger. And, so go, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So as the platform got bigger and bigger, I started acqu- acquiring uh, more opportunities, right within the uh, uh, within the industry. I started attracting more um, like-minded individuals. Meaning, like you know, through, as time came on, actually, I started meeting and attracting a lot more like investors and developers so that's a consistent flow of business right like if you're working with a lot of developers then um then that's a reason to uh uh to make calls to other agents or whatever to find like coming soon properties fixers whatever right and it's just feeding them right feeding them to the developers so that's a pretty good consistent flow of business that you can uh uh go towards too and also as well as open houses right yeah, you mentioned calling other agents. So when you have a new listing, you actually call other agents to tell them about your new listing. I do. 
I do on the listing side. Actually, no, I I call even more mm-hmm. agents for my buyers. You do for my my buyers. Uh, if I if I like once I finish, so here's a habit I I take on as part of my process. Uh, once I finish the uh, process of the buyer consultation with uh, my with my clients, a lot of times I I've already set the expectation for the next appointment, which is. Hey, what, how, how does your next Saturday look? Let's just put it on the calendar right now because we're all busy. You're busy. We're busy. Just, and then let's dedicate some time. Maybe like two hours uh, next Saturday um, to go see some houses. At least this way we see, we're, we're going face to face. We can really get a better idea of what is it that you're looking for in person, right? Good and bad, pros and cons of a house. Okay, cool. Set the appointment. Once we set the appointment, <clears throat> Immediately once they leave, we're calling like any agent, whatever city that they're looking at or neighborhood they're looking at. We'll pull the broker metrics, like the top producing agents in the in the area for the last year. We're just calling uh, any any agent that we know that does business in the area. We're calling like hardcore to get look for some coming soon properties or any other opportunities for our clients. Like we're doubling down every single time, and that's also part of why I don't think a lot of agents do that or they don't have that rapport to be able to do that but we were able to do that um and we we doubled down on that and so that's uh definitely helped towards a lot of our success i agree and i think that's the best way to go um doubling down on everything you're doing and making feel oh, putting you know fuel to the fire especially and becoming a buyer's market right now you have to double down you have to be the one prospecting for your buyers uh towards other buyers agents uh, other sellers because they're not actively you know letting you know what's on the market coming soon, off market, other opportunities. And if you're not calling them, right. you're just waiting for coming soon online or MLS online. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, out no. On everything. That's right. weak. That's weak. <laughs> it, it's tough. and It's a lot of work, right? Yeah, totally. So I think the question comes to that too. How do you do, have time to do all this? Um, good. That's a very good question. I think it's the same thing as... Um, how do you have time to go to the gym? I mean, I don't go to the gym religiously, but that's the same question, right? It's like, oh, you'll never have time for the gym unless you make time for it. Same thing here, right? Very, very similar thing here. Um, if so, for us, religiously, we, I mean, that's why we're working seven days a week, right? Because we can't catch up with the time. There's not enough time in the day, not enough hours in the day for you to get all your work done, right? That's impossible. That impossible. So we set a good, uh, you know, usually we're in the office by like 9, 9.30, right? Um, we're trying to get more consistent with that. Hopefully we could be consistently 9.30 every day. But uh, in the office, 9.30 to noon, we're calling, we're prospecting, right? So we usually uh, in, in the past, what I've done was one of those one of those call days from Monday to Friday is I'm going to dedicate for this one client that's really, really hot right now, ready to pull the trigger. They just haven't found the right house. I'll dedicate like that full call day for calling agents nice. looking for opportunities and uh, off markets coming soon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what that's, uh, you know, and then from that we can create a lot of new opportunities to, to uh, that are coming soon. Then we take, you know, and we have appointments set for that weekend, Saturday or whatever, then we line up the appointments. Yeah. Right. And that's if you, that, if you're doing that activity, you're bringing true value to your clients because they're like, Oh, wow. I never even, but the other agent I was working with, or the other my other friend that, that introduced me to this agent, uh, that, that they were exploring or whatever, they, they never did this. They would never ever bring this type of level of service and value to us. Wow, you know, and your clients really appreciate 
you for that. You know, like that's that's because you're going above and beyond. You know, most agents aren't religious about that, right? Exactly. I think that's one of the reasons you guys are one of the top 1% is because you actually religiously have a, a really good mindset, really good goals and really good strategy. And you guys are actively engaging and doing the work that needs to be done. But most people don't do it. It's because it's really hard, really time consuming, really tiring. And you have to do it and know your numbers to prove the results to make to make it happen. And but you guys have shown massive success, because you're actually doing what all the leaders out there tell you to do, but you're doing it. Most people don't do <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's so easy. It's actually not sophisticated or like like complicated work is not. But it's tedious, but do you want to do it or not? If you do it, you have a chance to make some money. <laughs> if you don't, hey. That's, that's pretty much it. I think real estate is not complicated. It's just uh, being really diligent, being a really good mindset, and actually executing. Executing is the number one part of real estate. Knowing how to execute and knowing who to work with to execute your plan to make it happen. And learning from the best. That's all it is. Right. And we're constantly learning because we're, we're working at a very high level. So we look, you know, the people we, you know, all of us, Eric, we, decent, like all of us, the people we look up to are all the big OG agents that have been in the game for 20, 30 years that are like total, dom total domination. We're going for that. <laughs> like, you know, that's the level we want to be at. You know, little by little, you know, I'm sure we'll all get there. <laughs> exactly. I think you know, don't write, don't reinvent the wheel. Just follow it and just slowly, incrementally improve, uh, improve it. Right? It's different age, different generation, but the same mentality. Get you know, get to the top right. as quickly as you right, can. Get right, to the right. top and follow the leaders. Right. Cool. Before we head out, I know we're almost about to wrap up, but I actually want to show a clip and uh, ask you a little more questions. Let's let's show this. Hey guys out there, check this out. This is one of the projects. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about it before we hit play? Yeah, no, this is one of, uh, this is actually one of uh, Decent's clients. Mm -hmm. uh, this property was a really special property. It's uh, three, uh, two, 370 Loyola, um, uh, sorry, 360 Loyola Drive here in Millbrae. This property was a burned down house in Mills Estates. The house had massive fire damage, so you can't even uh, get a traditional lender to, uh, to finance this type of purchase, right? Uh, but the uh, but so this person uh, this property was bought was bought off market all cash for two point seven million dollars as a burned down house. Wow, two point seven million. <laughs> so the beauty of, about this property right here, if you turn around, you'll see in the video too. Like if you turn around, and um, uh, sorry, one moment. If you turn around, um, yeah, we can press play. Let's check it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You'll see the massive views. This one's on the market right now. Like the VP is selling it. He's getting a lot of traction on this property. So that, that you know, watching that video is really cool. I see what you guys did and how it, it changed from the beginning to afterwards. It's like a, it's an amazing property out there. Yeah, just like so, we like to do those before and after uh, videos um, to show you know to show people like what is it work, like working with developers start from start 
to finish, right? From like even to identifying properties that are have value add potential to, to negotiating and getting it into contract to closing. And then also the permitting planning process, gutting it and rebuilding it and what the finished product will look like. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing because you actually you gain a lot of experience from seeing from start to finish and having those investors and developers to work with. And by doing it over and over and over again, you're creating a massive business anyways, because you know on average they're gonna flip how many properties, how many times a year, and how many if you have seven investors, developers, you're gonna have constant flow of business and you're gonna drive a lot of new listings and new buyers from from these deals. And you, you guys are building amazing homes too. Yeah. So it's yeah. not easy to find. I would love to live one one of those one day, right? It's like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, nice. we'll, we'll be there soon. You know, we'll, 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 we'll both be there soon. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. So that's the plan. So right now we're about to wrap up. But I actually want to bring you back again next time. We'll talk more about like investing, talk about development, talk about flipping houses and just growing your team and the things that you're going through and the challenges and then the goals. I, I would love that. That would be an honor for me. Thank you so much, Matthew. Really cool. how, how do people reach out to you? Um, well, you can reach out to me, uh, Alex at coldlandluxury.com. Uh, mm-hmm. My phone number is 650-773-2321. If anyone has any questions in real estate or thinking about getting into real estate, uh, whatever limited uh, knowledge or experience I have, I'm happy to share. I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm in this position where I can uh, really excel. And you know, it, it, and for me, I'm totally grateful for that. So if I could pay it forward and help someone that really, really wants it, I'm I'm here to help, you know, <laughs> just like you, right? Like we're just uh, we want to pay it forward, right? Exactly. I think that's one of the great things about real estate is you can actually pay for it. You can actually change so many people's lives in real estate and help them all across the world and just showcase what you're doing and the successes you guys are building. And people will want to partner with you, refer you business, work together, and just do deals, right? And help people. And that's the fun part of it. That's the art of real estate. Definitely, man. That's 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 the real thing. Is if you can, you know, the money part is like the very initial uh, thing. Uh, goal that you're thinking about when you get into real estate but now at this stage if you can when you're starting to get a little bit of that already if you can give back and help because someone inputted output it for me to help me change my life and i'm so grateful for that then if i can output that for someone that really wants it as well that for me is complete truly fulfilling like that's that that really means something Perfect. That about wraps up, guys. So for everyone out there, check out our podcast on the truth about real estate and events and more at MatthewMod.com or on Apple Podcasts um, and everywhere else. And we'll see you guys soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, Matthew. Right, cool. Stay on. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.